welcome back to our study. We're talking still about attitude, and we've been sort of summing it all up by talking about if we're going to have the right attitude, we have to ask God's Holy Spirit to enable us, and he wants to give us the attitude that Jesus has. And when he was on earth, the Bible says in Philippians 2 that we're to have the same attitude, the same mindset that Jesus had. Now, we can't do that by just striving to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my head off to be like Jesus. Well, you won't, it won't work. It won't, it, you won't be like Jesus. The only way you can do it is to let Jesus live in you and through you by his Holy Spirit because, you see, there's only one Jesus, and, he, and you can't be Jesus or like Jesus unless you let Jesus live through you. So open your heart to that. I want, you to, I want to point out from this passage in Philippians 2 how uh, the attitude of Jesus was and that we can have that same attitude. First, Jesus was completely secure in himself. God wants us to be completely secure in ourselves, not because of ourselves, but because of him. Though Jesus was God absolutely and totally, he could empty himself of all that that meant and become a man. Now, he was still God as a man, but certainly it was terribly, terribly different. And he did that, and he restricted his manifestation as God, not for his own sake, but for our benefit. Jesus, in spite of his divine attributes, his eternal glory, and his rightful claim to be worshipped and obeyed, willingly put aside the insignia of his deity and put on human robes of flesh. Jesus did not hold on to the treasure of being God, but he gave that up. And not the fact that he was still God, but he gave up the, the outside power that was manifested as God and such as that. And his glory was hidden for his 33 years on earth. Now, how could he do that? He was secure in himself as God. He could give up his higher position in heaven. He could lay aside uh, all, much of his manifested power and just walk like a man on earth and be secure because he knew who he was. And you and I, if we come to know Christ and know who we are in Christ, that we're secure in Jesus. We don't have to prove anything to anybody. We just walk with him. You see, we have nothing to prove and we have nothing to lose and we have nothing to gain if we try some other way. We just trust him, and this is the attitude we need. See, we try to impress others all the time. We assume roles and responsibilities we don't have. We try to assume a reputation, a presentation of ourselves. We try to do this and do that to impress people, and we refuse to humble ourselves and just let Jesus live through us. And it's because we're so insecure. We're seeking our significance and how we are accepted and received by other people. And that can only be found in Christ. And as we surrender daily to him and become willing to humble ourselves and lay aside our reputations and our attributes, we begin to discover our significance. And you, you're certainly gifted in many ways. All of us are. God has gifted us. He's given us talents and his abilities, and he's also given us spiritual gifts that we can use for his glory. But if we're trying to find our significance with our talents and gifts, that will fail too. No matter how good we are at it, it will not satisfy 
the deeping, deepest longing of our hearts. I remember a preacher friend of mine who was always trying to impress me about and always, and always trying to get acceptance from me, and I never could figure it out until I realized how insecure he must be because he was always telling me this and telling me that, which would shine good light on him. And it wasn't necessary. I didn't need that to be his friend. I didn't need that to like him. And that's God's much more than that than I am. God does, doesn't, is not impressed by what we do, and neither are other people. He wants us just to trust him. Jesus, you remember, was so secure that he got down on his knees and washed his disciples' feet the night before he died. And it was customary for only a servant or a slave to do that. And yet he was the king of kings and the lord of lords, and he washed the filthy dirt off their feet. That tells you something about the security of Jesus. He knew who he was, and he knew how to deal with what was coming up. Jesus also was totally selfless toward others, and that's what he wants us to be. He did not think of himself but others. He took the servant's place. He said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus, as God, needed nothing. He did not think of himself, but he thought of others. His outlook was unselfish concern for others. His attitude was, I cannot keep my privileges for myself. I must use them for others. We're to prefer one another, build up one another, bear one another's burdens, encourage one another. In fact, if you ever want to make an amazing study, look at the one another's in the New Testament, and you'll discover so many things that God wants to do. He would never have, Jesus would have never stooped so low and come so far except he lived and died for others. You see, he's God giving, giving himself away, yet remaining God. He's God putting off a sovereign coat for a beggar's rags for us. He became a servant. He did not pretend to be a servant. He was not an actor playing a role. He actually was a servant. His act of becoming a man and dying on the cross is the greatest illustration of unselfishness in all of history. The world is a mess because everybody is out for themselves, sticking up for their own rights, and everybody is thinking only of themselves. And hell is really selfishness on fire because that's what it is, a place of total selfishness where we, who, those who reject Christ will spend eternity. Jesus was humble and took the servant's place. But also Jesus was absolutely submissive to his Father. The greatest example of submission and obedience is Jesus. He was equal to God but submissive to him, and he said, not my will, but yours be done. He became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He said, I will drink the cup of all sin for the people of the world. And, and he did that for you and for me. And made that. He was also thoroughly sacrificial in his love. He voluntarily submitted to complete humiliation. And he could have come down here and blasted us off the face of the earth, but instead he died for us. He set no limit on the amount of injury he was willing to receive. He set no limits on his sufferings. He, was, he, he never said to the Father, I will go only this far. He couldn't, he, he went further than he, it was even necessary to go. What about us? Do we let insults and injuries and little things stop us? 
Do we easily develop an unforgiving spirit about someone who slightly hurts us? The Bible says if we don't forgive, we'll not be forgiven. And look at Jesus, how he forgave those who tried to kill him or who did kill him. God exalted him, and God will use you and exalt you if you will have the right attitude and have the attitude of Christ. Ask the Holy Spirit to begin making you into the likeness of Christ by his Spirit. God bless you. Have a great day.